Welcome to Executive Leaders Radio. In this hour, you'll hear directly from our region's finest business leaders. Through each of the interviews, these high-achieving leaders become relatable role models who share how they were able to build their enterprise, their personal secrets of success, about leadership styles and opportunities that lie ahead. Prepare to be inspired and entertained and to hear wisdom unheard elsewhere. Executive Leaders Radio. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio, broadcast from George Mason University School of Business. This is your host, Herb Cohen, with my co-host, Tom McBride, Cressa, Mark Haas, Association for Enterprise Growth, and Lisa Greenwald, Greenwald & Associates. We have a great lineup of guests on our show today. Mark, would you please give us the rundown? Yes, today we have Eric Kofut, President and CEO of Public Relay, Mark Wallace, CEO and co-founder of Radius Networks, Mark Menick, President and COO of KLNB, <clears throat> and Peter Sobich, President of Management Strategies. Let's get to know our first guest, Eric Kofoid, President and CEO of Public Relay. Eric, what is Public Relay? What are you guys doing? Uh, we monitor the media for big brands, so what's being said about them on media. Interesting. So you're helping companies understand what's being said about them on the web. How large or how small is this organization? Uh, we're about uh, 60 people now. About 60 people. And how'd you get a job with this company? Uh, I, I co-founded it about 10 years ago. Interesting. And where you're from originally? Chicago. And how many brothers and sisters? I have one older brother. How much older is your brother? Just like two years. All right. And you told us earlier in the green room, we were talking, trying to get to know you, that something happened at about five years old. What was that? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, my mother died of cancer when I was five years old. Ooh. Okay. So your mom passed when you were five. What, what, how did that affect you? What did what'd that do to you? I think when you something like that, that happens to you, you lose control, and so you try then to control things yourself as best you can in your environment. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Give me some examples. No, just uh, even even just a few years after after that happened, uh, you know, on the playground, I was organizing friends and trying to create a good environment in the playground and almost like a, a gang in the good sense of the word. So you were trying, you were pulling, as opposed to separating from society because something rotten happened, you started pulling friends around you in the neighborhood to build your own little group of friends, to build your own family. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think that's a big thing is, is connecting with people and, and pulling together when things go wrong. Uh-huh. How's that affecting your role in this company, this 60-people company? I think there's a, a lot of parallels, actually. Uh, attracting really good talent, engaging good talent, uh, getting them uh, working together as a team, uh, minimizing, eliminating politics, and, and giving them the opportunity to, to do great things. Oh boy, there's a lot there. Uh, Tom, what are you thinking? You and your brother, when your when your mother passed away, you and your brother were thrown sort of into this new environment. Uh, your dad worked. Yeah, yeah, my dad worked full time. And so was he out the door early? Out the door early and out home late. And then so the two, so you and your brother, what what were you guys up to? You guys were going to school. How was you? How are you getting there? You weren't being driven by in by your dad, right? We, no, we were latchkey kids uh, in the sense, and we didn't even lock the door back in those days during the day. But uh, yeah, we took the, the train to school every day, public transportation into the city every day. And so, all of a sudden, you're growing up fast, right? Oh yeah. And, and how does that? If you're looking back on it now, how does that impact you now in terms of you, you know, how you, you got to where you are? Being thrown into the, the big bad world at a young age, you learn not to be as afraid of it as perhaps a lot of people are. Uh, you learn to be bold. You learn to take chances. You learn to trust the environment around you and, and be savvy. You have to be aware of what's around you. But you lose a lot of fear because you, you have to overcome it at such an early age. That's the positive side of it. What, did, how did your dad react? And well, he's a really demanding guy. Well, he passed away a couple of years ago, but always is a very, very demanding guy. He was a, a chemical engineer, but he had exacting standards to how we had to work hard in school and work hard at home and do our chores. And there was, there was no give at all on that. And so that, and t tell me about your leadership style. Obviously, you, I can see you now, you're, you're not a, uh, a, a relentless taskmaster. You seem like a warm guy. Uh, well, there's, there's always a balance. There's a human side in there. And I probably got that side from my mother. Uh, she was actually a minister, a Methodist minister. And my dad was a hard-charging type, so it's sort of yin-yang there. And uh, mm -hmm. I think as a leader, you have to do that. You have to be both empathetic with people, but also expect uh, excellence, not just from them, but also from yourself. Lisa? So tell me, what would your mom think now? Well, I'd like to think that she sees me as a good-hearted person. 
you know, I care deeply about our team and our employees. It's something I think that uh, makes a big difference in the marketplace when you're trying to build a great company and take care of customers. Anyway, I was actually surprised with your answer. When Lisa asked you, what would your mom think now? I thought you were going to tell she's proud because you've built a success, successful business, but that's not what your answer was. Yeah, I, I don't think she thought in terms of business. She, she always thought in terms of people, at least the, you know, what I remember of her and what people have told me of her. What did your mom do for a living? She was a Methodist minister. What do you bring from being a Methodist minister to work? every day? I would hope empathy uh, to start with, uh, feeling for the human condition. Wait a minute. It says here that you are the president and CEO of Public Relay. You're talking, you're the CEO of this company and you're telling me you're bringing empathy to work every day? Uh, I think if you don't, you're not going to be successful. I think that uh, someone asked me a, a little while back on what what's my best skill as a CEO and I'm thinking, oh, I know finance, I know sales, I know all this. But the reality is what I think I'm good at is working with people, attracting really good people to the company, engaging them, trusting them, and, and keeping them there. And that requires empathy. you got to care about them. When you, when you were a kid and pulling after your mom passed and you started pulling other kids in the neighborhood around you, did you understand who these kids were and where they fit in the team and what you could do with each one of them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Being an organizer my whole life, it's just uh, how it was. Even in Boy Scouts, I was that way. What do you mean? What do you mean in Boy Scouts you were that way? Well, we had uh, a pretty active uh, scout organization in our city, and our, our, our troop was very, very, very competitive in events, whether it's orienteering or pioneering and the things that Boy Scouts do. Yeah. And we won probably about 80% of the citywide contest year after year after How year. How come? Why? Preparation, teamwork. Same kind uh -huh. of stuff you do in a business. So you, you not only understand how to organize people, you understand how to read people. I'm always learning. I would not say I'm perfect. I think that leadership is an art, it's not a science. And you're always, if you're not willing to listen and learn, you're not going to be successful. Wow, what a profound comment. Mark? What's, <clears throat> what's the characteristic of uh, your best friend growing up? What made them your best friend? You know, I think that we all try to look for best friends. At least what I found was someone who was, was loyal and who had your back, had my back. And we obviously shared humor. And you have to share values, too, your fundamental values of, of I like to think, being a good person is at the top of that list. I, it really saddens me when I see people being angry or hateful because it just doesn't get you anywhere in life. Mm. Is, is that an attribute you appreciate in your employees? Absolutely. It's, it's a must-have. If... Okay. Uh, there's, there's a book out there, uh, The No A-Hole Rule, and uh, I believe in that. You have to have great, good, kind people to start with, and then you can build a business. You you had co-founders in starting this business? I did, yeah. How many co-founders were I had there? one other co-founder. And what, what did you guys do different from each other? Uh, you know, it was a lot of, of different skill sets. He was much more just deeply, deeply analytical, and although I have those skills, uh, my talent was building the team and building the mm -hmm. macro, uh, uh, how we attract that talent, how we build the pieces that make a, a great organization. Yeah, I'm not surprised you were the one who was building the team. Tom, what else are you thinking? W what's in a good example that you can remember as a kid uh, of the learning this value of preparation uh, and follow-through? I mean, those are things, those are skills that sort of compound with one another, right? Yeah, yeah look, I, I, as a Boy Scout, and people, some people love the program, some people don't. Done right, it's a fantastic program because be prepared is true. And you learn the hard way. You go camping when you're young and you're really, really cold and wet because you didn't bring a change of socks and didn't bring an extra jacket. You learn to be prepared. And that applies in business. You've got to plan ahead. And talk to me about your relationship with your brother. Your father was working his tail off. Your, bro your, your brother, I assume, was looking after you. No, no, not, not, <laughs> not at all. Were you looking after him? No, we fought. <laughs> you fought? <laughs> yeah, we fought. But his brothers fight, you know. Uh, we could not be more different in life. I, I, I can't explain it enough, but just different human beings. And so trial and error early on through Boy Scouts learning uh, what was working, what was not? Trial and error, but also the willingness to, to learn from other people. You don't have to make all the mistakes yourself. You've got to listen and learn. And I certainly try to learn from, from not just fellow mm -hmm. CEOs in the industry here, but also Mark? just from employees. Mark? What was a, a sort of a major book or event or person that really significantly influenced you growing up? Probably the most influential uh, mentor, if you will, was my high school physics, uh, AP physics teacher. Uh, he taught for four years, so freshman through senior year, you had the same teacher. And uh, he was always saying there's, there's always room at the top. And whether he was talking about going to a great college or just in life, and it's always been in the back of my mind, whenever I see a challenge, I'm like, if I, if we excel, the, the waters will part, the sea will part, and there'll be room for us at the top. 
Huh. So you have confidence that there's room at the top. Absolutely. Isn't that frightening? Actually, I was going to ask you, isn't that frightening? But earlier you spoke about with mom's passing, you just a lot of your fear went away, didn't it? Absolutely. I, 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 I never say you're fearless, but the reality is the more you've taken on life's challenges and overcome them, you begin to develop a confidence that even if you don't know the answer, you believe in yourself and you believe in the team that you'll figure it out. And that's the important thing. That's, that's optimism to me is not that the life's all peachy and roses, but that you'll figure it out and make it work out okay. And that confidence came from the fact that you got forced into, uh, because of mom's passing, you got forced to grow up quickly and as opposed to becoming a victim, if it didn't kill you, it made you stronger. You really learned confidence from that whole. There's no question about that. No question. About what? Well, you know, if you're forced into something, you've got to deal with it. And I think that's a life lesson. And uh, there's a lot of a, a culture of whiners that you hear out there occasionally. Not everybody, but some people. And I, I think that we as, as leaders in our community or as parents need to you know, tell our kids, tell our employees, encourage them, hey, go for it. Take a chance. It'll be okay. I got your back. Mm-hmm. What's the website address of this organization? Publicrelay.com. Publicrelay.com. We've been speaking with Eric Kofoot. President and CEO of Public Relay here on Executive Leaders Radio. Don't forget to visit our website. It's executiveleadersradio.com. To learn more about our executive leaders, and we will be back in a moment right after this break. And your name and organization is? Uh, Susanna Griffiths, Net Strategies. And, and what, what do you guys do for a living? We're a full-service digital marketing agency. A full-service digital marketing agency. And what's your role in the team? I'm the VP of Public Relations and Marketing. All righty. And where are you from originally? I was born in England, uh, raised in Vienna, Virginia. Uh-huh. England, Vienna, Virginia. And you mentioned something happened about the age of 10 or something? My that? parents divorced. Your parents divorced when you were about 10. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I'm the oldest of three. So what happened to the family dynamic? I took over. What, what do you mean you took over? I uh, was responsible really for raising them, making sure that they were taken care of. Did somebody tell you you had to do that? No. You just sort of assumed that role. I did. Uh-huh. What did that role look like? You over how much? How much younger are your siblings? My sister and I are Irish twins. My brother was six mm-hmm. years younger than me. Uh huh. So you decided you were going to take care of them. Yes. What, what's that look like? What do you mean? Um. It it looks like uh, putting their coats on, getting them dressed, making sure they have breakfast, getting them out the door to school. How old were you? Ten. Uh huh. Let, let me ask you a question. This this organization, Net Strategies, how large or how small is the team? We're about 15 people, small. Uh-huh. And what's your role? How, how, how's the role that you played with your brother and sister? How's that affecting your role in this team of Net Strategies? We're, we're a small marketing team, um, and we're all very close in as much as we care about each other in the workplace, but we really care about each other personally. Do you take care of everybody? I try. Uh-huh. What do you mean? I just have always been the type of person who feels responsible for helping people grow, helping people succeed. What's the benefit to your clients? Well, they can see it. It's transparent. Yeah, it's better quality work, and I bet there's less turnover. What's the uh, what's the website address of your organization? Netstrategies.com. Let me have that one more time. Netstrategies.com. And your name again is? Susanna Griffiths. And the name of the company? Netstrategies.com. And this, and this has been your business spotlight. And your name and organization is? Wumi Bamadero, Silverline Communications. And what, what's your role in the organization? I'm the vice president of the tech practice. The vice president of the tech practice. And what do you guys do? Uh, we service B2B and tech clients to help them build their brand. All right. And uh, where are you from originally? I'm a native Washingtonian. And uh, what was going on with you 8 to 14 years old? I was uh, building and taking apart BMX bikes and captaining both my soccer and lacrosse team. Why, why did those teams want you to be the captain? Did you beat somebody up or out-politics somebody or what happened there? No, I just have a natural knack for figuring out how to motivate people and therefore it was a natural role for me. Actually, you told me you have a unique way of motivating people. What's the unique way of motivating people? No, I don't succeed unless you succeed. Therefore, when we all win, we all win together. Uh-huh. When we all win, we all win together. Okay. Uh, I got another question then. This BMX bike stuff, what's that have to do with your success in business? Um, I have a knack for taking things apart, which kind of relates to technology. And when something is broken, the neighborhood kids came to see me. So I have a natural ability to take things apart and fix them. So that ability of yours to take things apart and fix them, how's that help your business career? Uh, it helps me understand what my clients do, especially in technology. You have to understand how things work and how they work together. And so therefore, it gives me a very unique perspective on helping them build their brand. 
So when you're talking to a client and they're, well, I guess you're helping them with their communications. So when they're communicating with you about what they do, you can actually see it for yourself and then shape it in a way that's most easily understood. Yes, that's an accurate way of describing it. And then you go ahead and you're also pretty good at, you know, you're good at motivating the team where they know you're not going to toss them under the bus where you all got to win together, huh? Uh, that is correct. Well, what's the website address of this organization? TeamSilverline.com. Let me have that one more time. TeamSilverline.com. TeamSilverline.com. And your name again is? Wumi Bamadero. All right. And this has been your business spotlight. Stay tuned. We're back. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen. We'd like to introduce Mark Wallace, CEO and co-founder of Radius Networks. Mark, what is Radius Networks? What are you guys doing? Uh, We create location technology to help businesses locate and transact with their customers. Give me an idea. What what, what are you talking about there? What do you mean? Well, if you order a coffee, you order groceries, and you want to go pick it up, uh, we'll help the businesses know when you get there. Ah, so they can have it ready for you. No cold coffee. What a great idea. Uh, Whose idea was this? Uh, We created a company, uh, myself and two co-founders, about six years ago. Uh Uh-huh. So this is a pretty unique idea. How young were you when you were coming up with unique ideas and making money? How young were you? I created my first business when I was 12. What was the business? It was a bread company. A bread company. Where'd you get the idea from? Well, I think I saw a market opportunity in the neighborhood. What do you mean you think you saw a market opportunity? Well, I was just looking for a different idea, and I was baking bread one day and decided I would start selling it around the neighborhood. Interesting. So you were looking for a hole in the market for a market that wasn't being served, and you came up with bread. All right. So we understand that you're a visionary, just like this business known as Radius Networks is a unique idea. Um, did you get? Did anybody give you a hand with this business? Yes, I have two co-founders. Uh, how about back when you were running the bread company? I roped a couple friends into helping me sell the bread. So you have the traditional entrepreneurial nature, which is to have a, to get an idea and to pull people around the idea. It's what you do with the bread company when you were 12. It's what you're doing nowadays as CEO and co-founder of Radius Networks? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I understood, Tom. Uh, how did you know the bread was good, Mark? Well, the company didn't last that long, so <laughs> I'm not sure the bread was that good. So is it a good example of maybe failure? And then, exactly. Uh, what did yes. you learn from the failure then? Well, I've failed a bunch of times, so I uh, rinse and repeat. Uh, t- talk to us a little bit about uh, what did your father do when you were growing up? What was his book? My dad was an architect. What type of architect? He was uh, a commercial uh, architect and commercial designer. Okay, and what, how about mom? My mom was a teacher. Uh, who are you more like? I have uh, inherited uh, qualities from both of them. Okay, but be more specific. Give me a, what did you learn from dad? Well, my dad has taught me an awful lot of creativity, and my mom uh, taught me generosity and compassion and, le- and leadership. Mm-hmm. Do any of those th- traits impact your leadership style and your company now? Absolutely. Um, I think uh, both on the creativity side, being able to see opportunities and create companies um, and imagine uh, what companies can become uh, has come from my father, and then my mom's uh, generosity, compassion, uh, has helped me to uh, manage uh, large teams effectively. Actually, earlier, Tom was asking you, um, how young were you? You were sketching with your dad, if I remember correctly? Yeah, my dad and I used to sit and draw. But you had, he gave you your own drawing pad, didn't he? That's right. Uh-huh. What do you think that did to you? The fact that you had your own drawing pad and you were drawing with dad? Well, that, that was, uh, I look back in those days and um, I, I clearly remember those as fond memories of um, just sitting there and dreaming up and imagining different things that I so could So it draw. gave you confidence that you could, you could imagine. It was encouraging your creativity. Yeah. Like maybe the bread company, and oh, by the way, this new company, which is known as Radius Networks. Lisa, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, what did mom do that taught you both leadership and compassion? So my mom was a public public school teacher and administrator, and uh, she was also um, very much a volunteer and with after-school sports with special needs uh, children. And I, I was tagging along with her along. Uh, how young activities. were you? How young were you when you were tagging along with your mom? How young were you? Uh, my my entire uh, childhood. Like I was how tagging young? Along. How young? Uh, as, as early as I can remember, I was tagging along with her. Doing what? Uh, helping her. I was helping her um, with all the other kids. Uh huh. Didn't you tell me that your mother helped everybody? Wasn't that your word? 
she has always helped other people. Yes. Like how? She's volunteered her time and uh, abilities to um, to many different types of people. All right. So uh, earlier we were speaking, and you told me that, and I'm wondering, you know, you're a, you're a little, you're her son, you're a little kid, you're going with your mom to do these things. How do you think that influenced you today? Well, I think understanding how giving something can effectively uh, help teams and groups power through stressful situations is very important. I don't, I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean? Well, when you're dealing with a situation where people have dug in their heels, sometimes understanding how to give something to get things to move forward is very important. And so her ability to um, give herself um, to move things forward, I think, was a powerful lesson. Mark? Um what uh, what sports did you play growing up? I played soccer and basketball. And what was your role in those? I was the captain of the soccer team. Why? Because I was a fierce competitor and um, uh, a leader of the team, and my and my uh, fellow players. Do you treat your current company as sort of a sporting venture? A absolutely, sports has a lot to do with um, uh, leading and managing teams. Well, what do you mean? What are you talking about there? I'm trying to figure out the parallel between sports and business. Well, I think sp sports being a, a competitive environment um, you know, translates very well to the business world just because you'd never want to lose. Mm -hmm. Lisa, what are you thinking? Well, um, it sounds like your mom really did and gave a lot both while working at school and even after hours. She went the extra mile. So how do you go the extra mile now? Again, it's that competitive nature of always wanting to finish and win. And so sometimes that is, can be a grind and takes an awful lot of persistence. But winning with compassion, how do you balance that? Well, compassion is a tool um, that can help you um, get through stressful situations. Wow. So you're seeing the benefit of compassion is keeping the, it's a glue that keeps the team together. Exactly. Uh huh. I understand that. But Tom, Mark, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're growing up with compassion, do you have any uh, current or future philanthropic interests? Yeah. How do you give back? We understand you're a successful entrepreneur. What are you doing for the community? Well, so uh, when uh, I exited my first business, we created a foundation, and I created that with my three boys. And together as a family, we um, work every year to give up uh, and donate uh, money to different organizations. How? What do you mean you work? What are you talking about? Uh, well, all three boys and my wife included, we sit down and decide on the different um, organizations and charities that uh, we want to donate to. Why do, you, why do you bother doing that? Why don't you just go buy a bigger boat or a nicer car? Well, I, I feel as my mom taught me, my dad taught me, um, generosity i feel it's very important to continue to pass that down through the generations uh why well the world needs it uh-huh um what's the best part of your day going to uh spend time with my family at the end of the day going uh, hanging out with you let me ask you a question i understand that you co-founded the business at home who wears the pants in the family <laughs> My wife wears the pants, of All course. Right, I just wanted to make sure. And what's the similarity between being a dad and being a CEO? Hmm. Uh, well, the similarity is that you're working with um, different personalities, especially with three boys. I have very different personalities across them. Mm -hmm. And so being able to listen and uh, help them manage through their issues mm -hmm. uh, is very similar to helping your employees. Uh -huh. What's the website address of this organization known as Radius Networks? RadiusNetworks.com. Uh -huh. And we're speaking with Mark Wallace, CEO and co-founder of Radius Networks here on Executive Leaders Radio. We'll be back in a moment right after this break. Want help building your business with help from this show's CEOs? Our CEOs can help you uncover more opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money, all the big issues, because our CEOs have been there and done that. They've succeeded in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars, and some are available to advise you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. The same CEOs you've heard on the show for 10 years 
may be willing to help you build your business, uncover new opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money, all the big issues, because our CEOs have been there and done that, succeeding in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars. And some are available to advise you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. And your name is? Jeff Lawson. And Jeff, what organization are you with? I'm with Lakota Hotels and Resorts. And wh- what do you guys do? What kind of stuff are you doing that's special? Well, we manage uh, conference centers and hotels, and we're currently managing the National Conference Center in Leesburg, Virginia. National Conference Center. How large or how small is this organization? Um, the conference center itself is 900 rooms in size, 350,000 square feet of meeting space, dining facilities for 850, uh, exercise facility all set on 61 acres of land. Wow, this is a large organization, isn't it? It is, very large. Uh huh. And what's your role in the organization? I'm the general manager, and I have oversight of the uh, property and all the hospitality services that occur. Well, wh- what's the general manager supposed to do with this large facility? Make sure I have a, make sure eight executive community members and a, and a full uh, staff of 210 do their daily jobs. So, how many folks do you have running through your halls on a weekly basis, or daily basis, or annual basis? What's that look like? Well, on a weekly basis, on a full house, we'll have uh, 900 per night, um, seven nights, uh, 6,300, which translates to about 20,000 meals a week. Wow. And uh, your job, are you working nine to five or do you end up having to work evenings and early mornings and weekends and stuff like that? No, I'd say I'm always on duty. Uh-huh. Do you, wh- what do you enjoy about your job? Meeting people, working with some of the finest hospitality people in Virginia, which is my team, and meeting our clients because they're wonderful. So you're helping your clients plan their events? Well, we help plan. Uh, they are there for some form of education that goes on at one end of our business. And at the other end of our business, they're there for social catering events, uh, weddings and such. So you're, you're, well you're running a 24 by 7 facility, aren't you? We are. Uh-huh. What's the website address of this organization? Conferencecenter.com. Let me have that again. Conferencecenter.com. And your name again is? Jeff Lawson. And the name of the organization? Lakota Hotels and Resorts. And this has been your business spotlight. And your name is? Kirsten Holmes. And Kirsten, what organization are you with? Keepers Staffing. And what does Keepers Staffing do? So we are a staffing agency um, providing talent acquisition. What's, what's that mean? What are you talking about? Um, for our clients, uh, we yeah. fill positions for them um, or provide temporary assistance. So you're helping businesses get people? We are. Uh-huh. How do you know what a business needs? That goes with meeting our clients. Um, we believe in face-to-face uh, meetings, conversations, so really digging so deep. So you're meeting with your clients? Yep, I am. And when you're talking with them, do they always know what they need? No. <laughs> so don't. you're helping them define what they need? Yes. And sometimes is what they need, uh, what they think they need a little different than what you think they need? Yes. Do you <laughs> tell them that? I do. Uh-huh. Actually, I do. Uh, so you want to make sure you're clear before you get a job order. Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. And uh, then what do you do? Well, uh, we create that business relationship um, with them. We're really matchmakers, if you will, mm-hmm. um, trying to find them the talent that they're looking for to make their lives easier. Mm-hmm. So then you're going through databases and making calls and doing all that. Kind of, or actually, it's your people that are doing that, right? Yeah, my team. Yep. So what's your role in the business? I am the manager of the branch in Alexandria. So let's see. So you're meeting with clients and you're also helping the recruiters recruit. Yep, so I do that as well. So you've got a clever side to you. You know all the tricks <laughs> of the trade. <laughs> I guess you can say uh, that. <laughs> what's the best part of your job? Um, really, the people. Um, I love my team. Um, being a leader is very important to me. What's the best part about being a leader? What do you like about leading? Um, I really like being that uh, motivator um, you know, for my team and for our, our associates, which is our mm-hmm. staff. Well, that's interesting. So you're not yelling and screaming at people, huh? No. What's the website address of this organization? It's keepersstaffing.com. Let me have that one more time. Keepersstaffing.com. And your name is? Kirsten Holmes. And this has been your Business Spotlight. We're back. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen. We'd like to introduce Mark Menick, who's the president and COO of an organization known as KLNB. What is KLNB? KLMB is a privately held, local, full-service brokerage firm, commercial real estate brokerage firm. All righty. And how large or how small is this firm? We are 80 brokers, 120 people. Mm-hmm. All right. Where are you from originally? I'm from the area. I grew, grew up, born and raised uh, right outside of Washington, D.C. And how many brothers and sisters? I have one older sister. She's three years older. One older sister. All right. So what would your older sister teach you? What would your older sister do to you way back then? <laughs> she would do what any good older sister would do. I think she 
she beat me up and protected me at the same time. Uh huh. So what did you learn from your older sister that you use in business nowadays? Um, stick to itiveness and um, have a chip on your shoulder, I think. Mm-hmm. T- tell me a little bit about, um, now you were brought in to take this business. This business is how many years old? This business is was founded in 1968. We're celebrating our 50th year this year. So you were brought in to take this the next level. How young were you when you were taking things to the next level? And let me ask you a more specific question. What kind of sports did you play as a kid? I primarily played basketball. What was your role on the team? Um, I was a forward. Um, mm-hmm. I was always I'm, I'm six foot four. I was always tall, so uh, they stuck me down low. Uh huh. So you were uh, you were the forward. And what was the personality trait that I, you brought to the party? I guess I would say I was reliable. I I was never the best on the team. I was never the worst on the team. But I was always kind of where I was supposed to be. So they knew they could depend on you. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. What's the parallel between the role you had on that basketball team and the role you play in this real estate organization known as KLNB? Um, I think you nailed it with the word dependable. I think my dependability and my ability to sort of earn the trust of my peers. Uh, I was hired uh, into the organization a couple of years ago by the partners of the firm that knew me from the firm that I came from. So they, I was I was an easy choice because I think they trusted me. They knew me. Uh-huh, and they thought that the other people, that you could help build the team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thomas? Mark, what did mom do? Mom was a uh, serial entrepreneur. She, uh, as long as, as, as I've been alive, she she's owned her own businesses. Uh, as a child, she uh, owned anywhere between 6 to 12 daycare centers, small to medium-sized mm-hmm. daycare centers. And do you, how how young were you when you uh, first went to go work with her? Did she bring you along? Or as, as, I mean, it's a daycare center, so it's built-in babysitting. So as early as I can remember, I was going with my mom to work, um, and and my mom put me to work. I would uh, I have vivid memories of being out on the playground, putting together all the playground sets. And wh- so, what what did you learn from this? You were a young kid helping your mom at the nursery. Um, your friends weren't there. They, my <laughs> friends weren't there. Um, that uh, well, I, I think I learned pride of ownership. Um, I, I remember feeling a sense of pride of of all the kids that were there. I was one of the kids that um, mom owned the place, and uh, so pride of ownership is something that sticks with me what, today. What, what do you think? How do you think that's affecting you in your business career? This pride of ownership thing. Um, I, I think it's paramount. Um, again, we are a partner-owned firm uh, with 40 different partners in the firm. So developing uh, you know, pride of ownership is our differentiator in the marketplace. It's what makes wow. us different from all the other brokerage firms. Wow. So what you felt with mom, hanging out with mom and her business, is like what you're bringing to the party nowadays. Tom, I didn't interrupt. So, yeah, so what was your child? You said you grew up in the D.C. area. What part? I grew up, uh, until I was in third grade, I grew, grew up in Prince George's County in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, and then I moved to Potomac, Maryland. And you, you've got one sibling? I've got, yeah, an older sister. An older sister. And so uh, you, what, what was your house like, your family dynamic? Were you at the end of a, of a cul-de-sac with the lights off? Yeah, we, yeah we lived in a great neighborhood um, throughout my childhood where everybody was always outside. Um, we lived, it's funny you say cul-de-sac, we lived at the bottom of a dead-end street uh, with great neighbors with five kids, and we were just always outside playing. The doors open policy? Doors open policy. And so... Uh, w- Tell me about how that impacted you as you got older. You're, you sort of seem like a gregarious. Uh, I think you learn to deal with people, adapt to people, um, and. Um, Does anyone ever say that you're the you're you're the uh, you're the jerk in the office, the the guy that is to be avoided, or you or you no, the guy that, that no. people come to you? I think there are times when I'm the jerk <laughs> in the office, absolutely. But no, I don't think that that's how I'm pegged. I think I would more be pegged as as a mediator and mm-hmm. and um, is your compassionate. office is your office open? My office is always open. Uh, Mark? Uh, what do your employees expect of you, not from a corporate role, but f- as a person? Um, to uh, d- be compassionate, um, help them develop uh, teams in, a, in what can be a very cutthroat industry, help bring the individual type A's sort of together to march to the same, to, 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 the, to the beat of the same drum. Does that answer do, the question? Yeah. Do they do they look to you to sort of set the tone for for professionalism, personal development, those kind of things? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lisa. So, mom worked with kids. That's probably where the compassion comes from. Where was dad? What did dad do? Dad was a computer analyst, but uh, I, I would say the compassion mostly came from dad. 
dad was a, a, a soft soul and, and taught me um, that uh, it's not always about making the buck. It's more about saving the buck, and it's about the people and generosity. He, he, uh, he passed away 10 years ago, uh, but was one of the most generous people that, that anyone, ever, anyone ever knew. That's great. He, he was in a technical profession, though. What are the technical aspects of your job now? I, I, well, I'm running a company, so you gotta, you know, you gotta maintain a budget. Um, you've gotta stretch the dollar as far as it can go. You've gotta, you've gotta grow revenue, but more importantly, you've gotta watch expenses. And I think he, mom taught me the revenue side. Dad taught me the watch expenses side. Mm-hmm. If your sister was here in the room, who'd she say you were more like, mom or dad? Uh, absolutely, mom. <laughs> she's she's much more like dad, and she's much more like yeah. dad. And, and uh, what are the what's the dominating trait that comes through in your leadership style? Is it the is it the empathy part? I think it's the I, I guess empathy. I was going to say uh, the ability to uh, build and maintain trust, which probably ties into empathy a little bit. What's the hardest part? Of your job going to work. Uh, herding the cats. It's uh, it's eight. I said eighty brokers, and I've also got forty partners. So um, we've got a lot of. Uh, I'm in the leadership role, but we've got a lot of quote unquote bosses. And what's the best part? The best part is is running a top notch organization where, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Our, our retention rate is is bar none. I mean, we 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 just don't lose people. And we have a tremendous amount of, of pride in this company. Like I said, it's been around 50 years. So well, it's just, it's just fun wait, to be a part wait, wait, of a winner. Yeah. I, I know about commercial real estate. There's a lot of turnover in that industry. You're telling me you don't have a lot of turnover? We don't. We, 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 we have very, very little turnover. Part of it and why is, is the that? culture um, that, that we have in the what company. What do you mean but, the culture? What are you talking about? Well, we, in, again, I back to what I said earlier, in a very cutthroat industry, we've developed a platform where you can be an owner of the company. I told you there were 80 brokers 41 of them are partners 41 people own a piece of this company so it forces you to think like an owner in a business where you brokerage you are not an owner you're a middleman mm-hmm. but it forces you to spend hopefully at least half of your day uh, thinking like an owner mm-hmm. next question who's got it any other role models outside of mom and dad um i a tremendous amount of role models i guess teachers and um family friends I, the the mo the biggest role model in my life outside of of course my parents um i would say came later in life um i before being at klmb i worked for a company called the peterson companies and milt peterson uh, is a very well-known well-respected um commercial real estate developer in the region in the washington dc region and he's just a tremendous man to work for that has amassed a fortune why was he a role model what was uh, it because about him? he was a, he's a i was just about to say he amassed a fortune but that's not what he's best known for he's best known for uh, his compassion and being a great person nobody you know for somebody to do those deals be involved in those deals but not many nobody really has a bad word to say about him i, I have a tremendous amount of respect for that sounds like you're similar i'm trying to be <laughs> So when you were growing up uh, with your group of friends, what was your role? Were you the instigator, the fixer, the peacemaker, the idea I was a little bit of a troublemaker, so instigator uh, uh, might be part of it. I was a little bit of a jokester, Um, but um, probably a a, a leader at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It sounds to me like you really respect the idea of, you know, making a ton of money, but also doing it with others where everybody wins together absolutely it's not it's not cutthroat sue everybody blood and guts not at all not at all that's not our approach that's not my approach Mm -hmm. is there is there a story or a saying or something that you brought from you know your parents like i remember my mom used to always say Mm, whatever that's a tough question um Oh man, that's a tough. Well, it question. sounds to me like we do, the, the piece you really picked up. You know, you picked up a lot of good stuff from mom and dad, but also that role model that you were talking about earlier. You know, who made a load of money, but also everybody spoke well about him. Yeah, that means a great deal. Respect to you. is 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 very important to me. What what is respect? What is respect? What's that about? Well, just being appreciated for what you do, and people assuming the best of you and and your people, because um, it's so easy to you know assume. Assume the worst in, in a sales-based business. But isn't real estate isn't real estate a transaction business? There's no ongoing relationship. It's a transaction business, but but it's a business that everybody's in. Every there's real estate in every conversation. We're helping people open up uh, retail shops or uh, fill office space or mm-hmm. industrial space, and that affects mm-hmm. a lot of people's livelihood. What is what's the website address for KLNB? K 
KLNB.com. KLNB.com. We would speak with Mark Menick, president and CEO of KLNB here on Executive Leaders Radio. We'll be back in a moment right after this break. And your name is? Ray Briscuso. And Ray, what organization are you with? Life Sciences Conference Group. And what is Life Sciences Conference Group? What do you folks do? We produce annual conferences and events for medical technology, life science, pharmaceutical companies. Uh-huh. So if I go to an event, you're the folks that are working behind the scenes to make it happen? That's correct. We're the ones that make sure the food's on the table, the seats are there, soundstage and lights are there, your registration process works. And, and what kind of events are these? Are these just in the life science industry? Strictly in the life science industry. Why, why do you focus on the life science industry? Uh, we found that the best way to produce a high-quality event is to really know your customer. So we don't believe in numbers. It's names. We get to know each company. We find out what their actual mission and goals are, and we find the best way to deliver the value to them. And are you doing this nationally or regionally? We do it nationally. We're continuing to look for international opportunities, but it's primarily here in North America. And how old is this company? Uh, the company has just finished its 10th year. And how long have you been with the company? I founded the company 10 years ago. What gave you the idea to start this company? I used to work for a big corporation, and I produced the annual event for us. And when I decided to leave, they said, thank you for giving us $150 million worth of a business, and we'll see you later. And mm-hmm. next time I decided I would keep some ownership and do it myself. Ah, so you've been, building, you've been building this ever since. What do you like about your job? I like how different it is because we mix policy, we mix business. I might be putting one CEO together with a politician. I might be putting another CEO together with an investor. Mm-hmm. And I might be putting the next person together with their next employee. How interesting. Well, what's the website address for this organization? Medtechconference.org. Let me have that one more time. Medtechconference.org. Org. And the name of the organization again is? Well, Life Sciences Conference Group. Life Sciences Conference Group. And your name is? Ray Briscuso. Ray Briscuso. We've been talking to Ray Briscuso, CEO and managing partner of Life Sciences Conference Group here on Executive Leaders Radio. This has been your business spotlight. I'm Tina Leone. I'm the CEO of the Boston Business Improvement District. Uh, and what is the Boston Business Improvement District? We work to attract, support, and connect the most compelling, creative, and ambitious minds in our region. Boston is known as an epicenter for research and discovery. Uh, Some of the greatest things that are invented, such as the MRI, the barcode, the internet, the first satellite, all were either conceived, funded, or developed by organizations here in Boston. How, how old is this organization? We're just, just shy of six years old. How long have you been there? How long have you been uh, there? Almost six years as well. Did you found this organization? Yes, I, I am the founding CEO. Why did you do that? Well, the, the, the organization actually came about uh, by the commercial property owners in why, Boston. Why, why, why does it turn you on? Why does your gig turn you on? <laughs> people. I mean, we the, the, the ability to connect people and then who knows the next great idea is going to result from that. We have incredible minds in the Washington, D.C. area, and Boston is, as I said, the epicenter for the smartest people in this area. So your job, you're like the master connector. I feel like the mayor of, of Boston, the mayor of innovation, because that's uh-huh. what's happening. So your idea, your, your thought is that in order to create more stuff, in order to launch more businesses, in order to cause more good, it's a matter of connecting exactly. the right people. Exactly. And you like being in the middle of all that I, stuff. Oh, we love it. We love it. And simple things, just connecting people through events through art uh, through a happy hour mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to come out of that mm-hmm. that's what's exciting so it's all about the people and you're the uh, you're the founder of this organization is this a nine to five kind of job oh, for you? hell no it's a lot longer uh-huh. than that baby so do you have to you have to work the weekends and stuff yeah, like that sure sure let me have the website address of this sure, organization and, and you can download boston connect mobile app let me have uh, let me have that website address one more boston time it's B-A, give me the spelling on that. B-A-L-L-S-T-O-N-B-I-D.com. Excellent. And your name again is? Tina Leone. And the name of the organization? Is the Boston Business Improvement District. And this has been your business spotlight back in a moment. One help building your business with help from the show's CEOs? Our CEOs can help you uncover more opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money. All the big issues because our CEOs have been there and done that. Succeeding in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars. And some are available to advise you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. The same CEOs you've heard on the show for 10 years may be willing to help you build your business, uncover new opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money, all the big issues, because our CEOs have been there and done that. Succeeding in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars. Some of the CEOs who have appeared on our shows over the last 10 years may be willing to help you 
grow, assuming you've ser- you're serious about your success, serious about your own success, because it all starts with the leader. If you're serious about creating your own successful business or truly committed to putting your nose to the grindstone and doing whatever it takes to make your business successful, we may be able to match you with successful CEOs who have created millions of jobs and earned millions of dollars to help you create your success. We've established unique relationships with a unique universe of over 7,000 CEOs who have created substantial wealth for their companies, their teams, and themselves. These women and men get the build in their blood and often continue to start and build businesses even after they've created substantial wealth for themselves because they love the challenge of building a business. Perhaps we can present you and your business to some of these CEOs to gain their interest in helping you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com to hopefully match you with some of the CEOs we've had on the show for the last 10 years. Mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. We're back. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen, and we'd like to introduce Peter Sobich, president of Management Strategies. Peter, what is Management Strategies? We are a management consulting firm supporting the federal government. Alrighty, and where are you from originally? I grew up outside of Seattle, Washington. Uh-huh. How many brothers and sisters? Got one younger brother. And eight to fourteen, what were you doing? I was really into music. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Tell us and, more. Um, I uh, played guitar, and I was notorious for putting together bands in junior high school and high school and college. So you had a reputation for putting together more than one band? Yeah, uh, one band kind of in each different school that I attended. Oh, so you have a natural ability to uh, sell people on your vision and pull people together, don't you? That's correct. I'm a better organizer than I am a guitar player. Uh huh. What's that have to do with this organizational ability? Uh, What's that have to do with you being involved with management strategies? I've always been drawn to management consulting, I think, because of the project-based work and the ability to put together teams, motivate people to do their best, and, uh, you know, serve the client. Mm-hmm. Thomas? Yeah, you just mentioned that you, I picked up on that you said in different schools you attended, so did you move around a lot? Oh, no, just between junior high, high school, college. And what did you get out of being the guy that put it all together? How, what was the satisfaction in that? I think it was a sense of pride um, when we would perform and knowing that I'd kind of pulled these guys together, sometimes literally driving to get somebody to come to practice. But you didn't need to be David Lee Roth doing the high kicks in the front. No. So your role was more what? I was the the guy behind the guy. And what does that require? A lot of patience, a lot of organization, and I think a vision of where you want to go. Do you have somebody you work with in your life that's more the the person that needs the spotlight? Because you seem to be the uh, more practical back end. Not currently, but certainly different parts of my life. I I was kind of the behind the camera guy, to use a movie. Why don't you grab it? What do you got? Uh, When did you start making money as a kid? Um, Paperboy. Okay. Probably sixth grade. And what did you do differently? We got up really early, bundle up the papers, and ride around on the bike. And I think what I did differently is I actually put the papers on the front porch. Why would you do that? So the client would not have to walk down the driveway in their pajamas. Okay. How does that relate to how you run your business now? It's all about the client and management consulting. And um, I think we provide outstanding support through outstanding management consultants. And it's all about the client and what they need. Mm-hmm. Lisa, what else but are you thinking? Y- you were a musician, so how did you end up in management consulting? What's creative about it? Well, like I said, I was more of a better organizer than I was a guitar player, but a lot of the attributes are the same. It's putting together a team, um, whether that's within a large company or starting a small business, um, you know, to support a vision to serve clients in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Who's the creative hat, mom or dad? Where did that come from? That's a tough question. Probably a combination of both. Why? My dad was the business guy. Uh, my mom was... Was the, he creative in business? I would. I think so, yeah. He had his own company. He was a residential mortgage broker. Um, people really liked him a lot. My mom um, was very funny, very warm, uh, and worked at a nonprofit. Still works at the same nonprofit almost 35 years later. In Seattle? In Seattle. And so what, what was the driver from coming west to east? 
I just wanted to get out and see the world. I uh, came out here to Washington for what I thought would be a couple years, and you know, 20 plus years later, here I am. Mm -hmm. I have moved around to Los Angeles, New York, but I've I've come back to Washington and raised a family. Earlier, we 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 identified that you had this adventurous spirit. How does that show up in business? I think that sometimes I do things that might not exactly be expected, whether that be a fun company outing or some sort of focus in business that um, the team may not anticipate me going. Uh-huh. So you, you actually bring adventure to the business. I try. Uh-huh. How's that affect the team? Is that positive or negative or what's that? I think it's positive. I mean, I think that it keeps them on their toes and not in a bad way, mm -hmm. um, you know, providing them support and guidance Excellent. and direction. Uh-huh. Who's got the next question? Who's got it? Lisa, you got something? Mark? Tom? So what uh, would your brother recognize who you are now based on what how he knew you as a kid? Yeah. Probably not, but maybe so, actually, because we're very different. Um and um, I, I just think that we've, you know. What, what's your brother's first name? Michael. What did my, what would Michael tell us about you when you were kids? Um, that I probably uh, beat him up a lot. Uh huh. All right. Well, you're the typical older brother. <laughs> you know, what's the best part of your day? I like getting up in the morning, having that first cup of coffee with my family, and and helping get the kids off to school. And uh, I just really enjoy that time. I don't love getting up super duper early, but I do like uh, kind of the mornings mm -hmm. with the family. In the management consulting business, what's the best point? What, what do you enjoy most about that business? I enjoy going into new environments, learning about new challenges or domains such as banking or immigration or just thinking of some of our clients right now is learning about um, something uh, new and different. I, I think consulting is the professional equivalent of dating instead of getting married. Uh-huh. So you, you really enjoy getting to know, getting to uh, getting involved with all these new dates, getting involved with all this adventurous stuff. You have a, yes. just a curiosity. Thomas, what other type of hobbies do you have? I still dabble around with music. Um, I played golf and uh, basketball as a young child. I still play golf mm -hmm. kind of well. Kind of well, huh? Well, what's, the, uh, what's the website address for this organization known as Management Strategies? Our website is managementstrategies.com. Managementstrategies.com, uh-huh. And uh, you mentioned you have, how many kids do you have? I have three girls. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, similarity between being a president and being a dad? Yes, um, I work hard to bring the rigor and discipline that I have at work with my employees to my girls. Um, still working on doing that well. <laughs> We've been speaking with Peter Sovich, President of Management Strategies here on Executive Leaders Radio. Mark, can you give us a rundown on who else we've had the opportunity of speaking with today? Sure. We've had Eric Kofoot, President and CEO of Public Relay. Mark Wallace, CEO and co-founder of Radius Networks. Mark Menick. President and COO of KLNB, and uh, Peter Sobich, uh, Peter President, Sobich, President of Management, Management Strategies. Strategies. Recently, I'd like to thank my co-hosts, including Tom McBride, Cressa, Mark Haas, Association for Enterprise Growth, and Lisa Greenwald, Greenwald Associates, for giving me a hand structuring the questions, hopefully providing our listening audience an educational and entertaining show. I'd like to thank our listening audience for listening. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a radio show. Don't forget to visit our website. It's executiveleadersradio.com to learn more about our executive leaders. It's executiveleadersradio.com to learn more about our executive leaders. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Executive Leaders Radio, the region's premier radio show highlighting local executive leaders. We hope you've enjoyed the show here on 1500 AM. You can learn more about Executive Leaders Radio by visiting executiveleadersradio.com or tune in next time right here on 1500 AM. That's executiveleadersradio.com.